It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather. And he who controls the weather will control the world. Flash, freeze, winter weather conditions are scheduled for large swaths of the U.S. just in time for the Christmas holiday again. Just miraculous timing by a beaten and battered Mother Nature? Or is there much more to the story? A factor that almost none are willing to admit to, let alone to stand against. He who controls the weather controls the world. It's hard to help not repeating those words from former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson. He stated 60 years ago, Climate change will fuel humanitarian crises in 2023, a new study states. That's a new report covered in Reuters.com. Climate engineering, the single greatest climate disrupting human activity of all, isn't mentioned. Even as increasingly freak weather cataclysms continue to crush crop production around the world. Control the food supply, control the population, control the world. More headlines from this week. Europe's water crisis is much worse than we thought. More on that to come. And this, water experts state, Wyoming can't avoid potential doomsday Colorado River crisis. And this, same theme. Nation's largest water supplier declares drought emergency. All this from this week. No water, no food. And soon enough, on the current course, no people. Though we can speculate about the agendas and the objectives of the controllers, although it should be obvious at this point, what is not speculation, what is not theory, what is not hypothesis, is the fact that climate intervention operations are cutting off the flow of precipitation to the U.S. West. That is a satellite image proven indisputable fact for any that care to investigate and look at the data. Will our current paradigm survive 2023? Based on all available data, the answer would appear to be no. From Reuters.com, this climate change could cost pension funds billions, EU watchdog says. About that headline, soon, very soon, collapsing pension fund Ponzi schemes will be in the rearview mirror. The primary focus will shift to the next bite of food and finding enough uncontaminated water to keep going. This week from PBS, the following report, G7 establishes global club to fight climate change. About that headline, if you think that the G7 group is actually concerned about protecting populations, think again. Populations aren't only expendable to those that currently control the world. They are a rapidly increasing liability as the planet's life support systems break down by the day. And those in power should know how fast they're breaking down because they're the ones most responsible for it. Although... There is no denying that huge segments of global populations have been all too willing to go along with the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing's left party. Next headline, and this one is very important. From multiple sources, airlines are finally admitting contrails are an environmental problem. This headline again is new this week. And no, not just a massive environmental problem but something much worse. Because what we see in our skies aren't contrails, unless you believe contrails come out of retrofit nozzles mounted on wing pylons 
and are aimed in the engine exhaust with film footage showing nozzle dispersions being turned on and off. It's not condensation unless you believe condensation for some reason also contains aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, graphene, and more. And no, I'm not speculating. At the cost of over six figures, geoengineeringwatch.org secured a National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab, put a top scientist in it, took atmospheric samples of jet aircraft dispersions in our skies and processed the samples at one of the world's most reputable testing facilities. And we found exactly what we expected. Climate engineering elements starting with aluminum nanoparticles. So if you still believe you're seeing benign condensation trails in our skies that often cover the entire skyline, time to wake up and do some real research. Start at geoengineeringwatch.org and view the groundbreaking climate engineering documentary titled The Dimming. You can view this for free on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. More on the condensation trail lie shortly. There are many other headlines to cover. And what's so important about these headlines? They confirm that the ongoing jet aircraft particulate dispersions are causing even more warming than greenhouse gases like CO2. This very damning science conclusion completely obliterates the entire stated reason behind climate engineering solar radiation management operations. So we must ask, what's the real agenda and objective of the controllers for these operations? And after a century of atmospheric experimentation with sprayed particle dispersions and massively powerful frequency transmissions, more recently being conducted in these operations, transmissions that are blasting our once blue skies, which are used to manipulate the particulates and to create various atmospheric pressure zones, what are the climate engineers capable of and willing to do at this dark hour? The entire ship is going down, i.e. planet Earth, and the vast majority are even now completely oblivious to the planet's collapsing life support systems and the climate engineering factor in the equation. Droughts, deluge, flash freeze, surface cooldowns, massive hailstorms, freezing rain, the list is long. Hard science connects climate intervention operations to all of it. And this doesn't mean that climate catastrophe wouldn't happen without climate engineering. We have decimated our planet in countless ways, but climate intervention operations are making an already dire scenario far worse still. A few headlines from this week to consider. Spain hit by heavy rain, floods, and hurricane-force winds. And as I go through these example headlines, consider that we don't hear about any of it from the power structure-controlled U.S. mainstream media weapon of mass distraction. Scripted political theater is their main attraction. More headlines. Flash flooding in Portugal after heavy rains. Next headline, same situation. Record-breaking rainfall leaves parts of Portugal in, quote, catastrophic state. Another headline this week. Storm batters Iberian Peninsula damages roads and buildings. Next headline, deadly floods and landslides devastate Congo's capital city. And of course, there's the ongoing record-shattering droughts in Africa as well. And keep in mind, Africa has been a battleground for climate engineering over the course of many decades. Bring nations to their knees, force their governments to allow U.S. occupation, and you end up with the expansion of empire. U.S. bases scattered throughout the globe, about 750 of them. Think about that. There's the recent record Australia flooding, preceded by record droughts, which 
then were followed by record wildfires back to back to back. And these are just a few recent examples. There are countless others. Record deluge and record drought are both harbingers of climate intervention operations. On that note, here's two more examples. Worst drought on record, Parches Horn of Africa. Example of what I just stated. Another one, Brazil sees area burned by fire nearly double in November. The Amazon's done. Consider that we are losing the core pillars of the planet's life support systems. And we see nothing but talking head idiocy on U.S. so-called mainstream media. To watch that, knowing what's going on, is the clearest and most shocking example to me of just how doomed we are on the current course. That a population actually stands by and views this kind of mainstream media idiocy as if that's in any way connected to the reality that's looming over our collective heads. On that subject, what's coming down in our rain and our snow? From popular science, pink snow spells serious trouble for water in the western U.S. And though this report blames it all on biological growth in snow, what else is in that snow that they'll never mention? Climate engineering elements, patented chemical ice nucleation elements, proven in lab testing. And these elements are carrier platforms for a nearly endless list of biological elements, fungal elements. When all this starts to combine, be it in snow or our waterways or our soils, we don't know what we end up with. But clearly we have completely derailed the natural microbiome. Chemically nucleated frozen material tends to sublimate, meaning that much of this material transitions from a solid to a gas bypassing the liquid state, similar to dry ice. Thus, there is much less runoff, and the runoff that does occur, again, is contaminated. New from phys.org, household water wells are drying up in record numbers as California drought worsens. When you have much less rain to begin with, and again, we can see climate engineering operations off the U.S. West Coast cutting off the flow of precipitation, and when the rain and frozen material that will cause snow in the Sierras, for example, is sublimating, meaning there's much less runoff from it, everything starts to snowball. One domino knocks over a still bigger domino, which tumbles an even bigger domino. It's cascading collapse. That's what we face. Another headline, multiple sources, the rise of the year-round wildfire. Fire season is year-round now. Where I live in Northern California, The rainy season off and on was about nine months a year. Now it's about two months a year. What's going to happen? And we see official agencies blaming it on everything but climate engineering. Again, for the record, geoengineeringwatch.org has been sounding the alarm about the climate engineering-induced California drought catastrophe for almost a decade and a half. View the engineer drought section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more. Were we looking into a crystal ball? No. We were looking at data and willing to disclose that data, something that no official agency is willing to do, no so-called elected official is going to do. Gavin Newsom has known about these operations since at least 2014, when I had an extended presentation with him in his office at the Capitol with his top aide. Will Gavin ever say anything? Of course not. Gavin is a tool for the controllers, nothing more, a puppet on the end of their strings. 
I don't know how these people live with themselves. I truly don't. Engineered winter weather is very effective at convincing much of the population that the planet isn't actually in a state of meltdown, or perhaps, as some believe, isn't even warming. Unfortunately, some that claim to be in the fight to expose and halt climate engineering ignore the fact that the extreme winter weather whiplash scenarios are completely engineered, and thus, they push the very narrative that the controllers and the climate engineers want, that the planetary meltdown is a hoax. But such a notion couldn't be further from the truth. Toxic climate intervention operations can create wide-scale short-term flash cooldowns at the cost of an increased overall warming and a ubiquitous contamination of the entire planet. Breaking headlines on that theme. Major Arctic outbreak ahead. The Weather Channel spokesman said, I saw her say it with my own eyes this week, this will be the coldest air you have felt for years and years and years. Other headlines, same theme. Extremely cold air from Siberia will send U.S. into deep freeze days before Christmas. That report states a bitter blast of cold air will challenge records that have stood since the 1980s from the northern Rockies to the southeast, as well as stress energy grids in the run-up to the Christmas holiday. Yes, such are the headlines that the controllers and the climate engineers seek to create and that they want media sources to repeat and this helps to cover the tracks of the climate engineers and more specifically a key aspect of climate engineering that only geoengineeringwatch.org is trying to disclose and i hope that changes and that aspect is engineered winter weather surface cooldowns temporary toxic extreme cooldowns from chemical ice nucleating elements being sprayed into cloud moisture and upper level wind current manipulation with ionosphere heaters like the HARP facility in Alaska. There's about 100 of those types of facilities around the globe, although the HARP facility is the largest and most powerful. Many more highly sensationalized winter weather headlines still to come, along with the planetary meltdown headlines that most media sources, including alt media, aren't mentioning. We're playing a grand game of chess for life on Earth, literally. We must learn to play well. And that starts with standing on solid data, not knee-jerk ideology, preconception, and wishful thinking bias. So, can winter weather actually be engineered? All available science is crystal clear on this question. The answer is yes. Patented chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations in combination, again, with ionosphere heater manipulation of jet stream patterns are core components. Theatrically named winter storm Diaz, is the most recent case in point. This manipulated winter weather mayhem was fed with moisture from the record warm Gulf of Mexico and then the record warm Atlantic. More on this shortly, but this stream of moisture crossed Florida, went up the eastern seaboard, and back into the northeast U.S., where this far above freezing precipitation miraculously turns to snow. They call it changing over to snow now as the climate engineering operations bombard it with chemical ice nucleating elements and much of the snow coming down initially at far above freezing temperatures. And that's the norm now. Elevation often has nothing to do with where the snow falls. You're either on the warm side of the winter storm or the cold side of the winter storm. This is completely absurd and so much of the public accepts it because they're told to accept it. And thus they do. From Redanalysis.org, this, war in Ukraine, Europe, and the weaponization of winter. 
on this theme, a.k.a. Anthropocene Wars. Anthropocene definition, the age of man. Weaponizing winter weather. Even more extreme for those in parts of the world that have now been cut off from power, water, and soon even food. And does this report actually admit to climate engineering operations? No. Only the fact that winter itself is used as a weapon, as a force multiplier for military operations. On that very theme, weather as a force multiplier, this is the name of a U.S. military document titled Owning the Weather by 2025. Indeed, they already do. How many have even heard of this, let alone reviewed it? What does this document add up to? It is confirmation that the U.S. military has always viewed weather and climate modification as an essential covert weapon of war. The cancer of criminals that currently run and rule the world is connecting and collaborating. They're becoming more desperate by the day. Biosphere collapses beat them to the intersection, a.k.a. it's unfolding before they were fully ready for it. Thus, they are now in warp speed mode trying to catch up with their objectives. On that note... From the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, this new report, NATO holds first ever roundtable on climate change and security. Read between the lines. From the report, NATO headquarters held its first ever climate change and security roundtable on Thursday this week, 15th December 2022. This event brought together representatives of NATO allies and renowned climate experts, the bought and paid for kind to discuss the impact of climate change on security. You know climate intervention operations were front line in these conversations. The report continues, the Climate Change and Security Roundtable included speakers from the World Meteorological Organization, the World Bank Group, the UK Meteorological Office, the International Military Council on Climate and Security, and the U.S. Department of Defense, the U.N. Departments of Peacekeeping Operations, and of Operational Support, Natural Resources Canada, and the International Integrated Technology Group, Rheinmetall. For the record, this group, Rheinmetall, is one of the leading providers of, quote, innovative defense and security products for armed and security forces. What do you think these people are doing? This group of criminal global controllers, what do you think they're up to at this roundtable? It just took place. Do you think they're discussing how to protect and preserve populations so that they can continue proliferating and consuming until virtually nothing is left? Or given the fact that the global controllers have made no secret about their increasingly urgent objective to thin the herd, is it much more logical to conclude that this group, this roundtable, is being conducted to determine how they can maintain their stranglehold on power till the last possible moment by controlling and culling populations. Countdown to total collapse. Biosphere implosion, power structure desperation, potential false flags, followed by the instigation of global conflict, followed by who knows how much more. The criminal controllers are running out of options, and they will continue to play bigger and bigger cards. Let's take a moment for a quick but very important COVID-19 update. Let's start with this from the Washington Post, vaccinated people now account for majority of COVID deaths. The Washington Post reports that a majority of Americans dying from the coronavirus received at least their first dose of a COVID-19 vaccine. The majority of deaths vaccinated. 
Haven't heard Fauci, Gates, or the majority of mainstream media admitting to that one, at least not yet. But how much longer can they hide what's unfolding as it's getting worse by the day? If you still believe the official narrative that the vaccines are, quote, safe and effective, please, no matter how alarming it may be to confront the truth, take the time to conduct honest investigation. Viewing the recently released documentary film titled Died Suddenly is an example for what to investigate. Again, you'll be shocked by the data in that documentary. For the record, life expectancy in the U.S. is plummeting. And again, please don't believe me. Investigate it for yourself. A final but very important mention. Weeks prior to the COVID-19 outbreak, the Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization, and other related organizations conducted a simulation of a global COVID-19 pandemic. And then it happened. It was called Event 201. Investigate this. Again, you'll be shocked. Now, from the CenterForHealthSecurity.org, this new report, a new pandemic simulation has occurred, titled Catastrophic Contagion. It's already been carried out, this mock pandemic drill. Is the next pandemic now nearly upon us? From this report, quote, the Johns Hopkins Center for Health Security, in partnership with the World Health Organization and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, conducted Catastrophic Contagion, a pandemic tabletop exercise at the Grand Challenges annual meeting in Brussels, Belgium, occurred in October of this year. Mainstream media didn't report on this. I wonder why. But now, word of this exercise has gotten out. The exercise simulated a series of World Health Organization Emergency Health Advisory Board meetings addressing a fictional pandemic set in the near future. Participants grappled with how to respond to an epidemic located in parts of the world that then spreads rapidly, becomes a pandemic with a higher fatality rate than COVID-19 and disproportionately affecting children and young people. Participants were challenged to make urgent policy decisions with limited information in the face of uncertainty. Each problem and choice had serious health, economic, and social ramifications. Is this what the controllers now have in store for all of us? We'll soon enough find out. But this is exactly what occurred immediately prior to the COVID-19 outbreak. A Bill and Melinda Gates World Health Organization drill on what was about to occur. This is Dane Wigington with geoengineeringwatch.org. That's G-E-O, the word engineeringwatch.org. Largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of covert climate engineering operations. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the end of the world as we know it broadcast. Commercial free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. Again, we're now officially being told that it's normal for winter storms to have a warm side along with a cold side. Does it sound normal to you to have a warm side to a winter storm? Another headline, same theme. Severe thunderstorms spawn destructive tornadoes in southern U.S. As I stated earlier, the moisture for these storms flowed straight out of the record warm Gulf of Mexico. As this same moisture got past the thunderstorm and tornado chapter, it miraculously turned into a blizzard that the Weather Channel climate engineering cover-up actors theatrically named Winter Storm Diaz. And yeah, that makes sense. A blizzard spawned from the record warm Gulf of Mexico 
and the record-warm Atlantic Ocean. Welcome to Climate Engineering Operations. And again, patented processes of chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding, a.k.a. engineered winter. Ice storms are now the norm in the transition zones between the warm flows of atmospheric moisture and the eventual target zone of the chemically nucleated winter weather. Ice storms occur when the seeded cloud moisture reaches the surface before setting up and freezing. Though so many so-called winter storms now begin at above freezing temperatures, as this process continues, surface temperatures do begin to drop precipitously. The nucleated material is generally far colder than the surrounding ambient temperatures. Geoengineeringwatch.org about four years ago traveled to the base of Mount Shasta to test snow temperatures. It was the first snow of the season. The ambient temperature had not been below 30 degrees to that point in the season. Again, the start of fall and early winter. Yet, the frozen material on the ground was 15 degrees. How can that happen? Because it's not a naturally nucleated substance. It's extraordinarily cold to the touch. Flash burns foliage. God knows what it does to what's left of the wildlife. These operations are nothing less than winter weather warfare. As mentioned earlier in this broadcast from Popular Science, pink snow spells serious trouble for water in the western U.S. And this headline, again from phys.org, household water wells are drying up in record numbers as California drought worsens. Let's continue now with that report. Across California, domestic wells are drying up in record numbers due to severe drought and the overpumping of underground aquifers. The crisis has hit rural farming areas particularly hard and left some families to fend for themselves or wait years for permanent solutions as nonprofit state water officials and well drillers struggle with a growing backlog of assistance requests. Now, they're not going to be waiting for years, they're going to be waiting forever on the current course if the climate engineers continue to cut off moisture. It must rain more on a rapidly warming planet, and our planet is warming at blinding speed. Again, unfiltered frontline data indicates we are past 3.5 degree C warming. That's 6 plus degrees Fahrenheit since pre-industrial eras. Ground temperatures that are recorded during engineered surface cool-down events radically skew official temperature records, thus masking the true extent of planetary meltdown. Exactly what the climate engineers want. Keep the public oblivious until the brutal, bitter end, until the moment of impact. The atmosphere holds 7% more moisture for every degree C of warming. It should be raining much, much more than it is. Climate engineering is the reason it's not. It appears the climate engineers are also trying to reduce atmospheric relative humidity, RH, because in their myopic approach to weather warfare, they're reducing the water vapor buildup in the atmosphere, which is also a greenhouse gas, but that's also what produces clouds, which produces rain, which produces forests, which absorbs CO2 and releases oxygen, and they're thwarting all of that. With climate engineering operations. Same mentality as the pharmaceutical industrial complex. And every day you see new pharmaceuticals with strange sounding names. Take this for that symptom. And by the way, here's the 50 side effects, including potential mortality. And they play this happy music while you're listening to this list of consequences. We live in an asylum. 
an absolute asylum. This report continues, in parts of the Central Valley, some residents have already been forced to live more than five years on water hauled to temporary storage tanks as California enters what is anticipated to be a fourth year of drought. Groundwater pumping is likely to intensify, particularly within agriculture. No, it's not likely to. It is intensifying, and it's not a four-year drought. It's the worst drought in at least 1,200 years. It's been accelerating since 2007, and they're pumping so much groundwater in parts of the central California Valley that it's causing massive subsidence. The ground is sinking. In fact, in, in some regions, it's sinking astoundingly fast, and how long will the California aqueduct even flow when so many regions are sinking as they are? And there's... Even more to this scenario, not only are groundwater levels dropping, but the layer of toxic chemicals from all the toxic elements used in agriculture are building up at the bottom of these aquifers. So that layer is rising, water level is dropping. When the two meet, what's left? Pumping toxic chemical-laden water? How much will that help? Not at all. The climate engineers continue to paint us all into a very dark corner. What do the climate engineers have scheduled for the U.S. West Coast? Continued far below normal rainfall. The current Northern California schedule for the latter part of December is for mostly or completely cloudy days with little to no rain. From a historical perspective, this is completely wrong. It's a glaring harbinger of covert climate intervention operations, heavy chemical ice nucleation cloud seeding operations not only facilitate a cold, dense surface layer of air, but much of the moisture that would have fallen as rain is, in effect, dried up. The excessive amount of atmospheric particles from the climate engineering seeding operations, in effect, migrates the moisture to other locations much further east. Result, the drought in the west deepens. Crop production continues to plummet. Empty shelves coming sooner than almost any dare to imagine. Wait and see. Again, in the words of former U.S. President Lyndon Johnson, quote, he who controls the weather controls the world. And California isn't the only place that crops are being crushed, and drought isn't the only way to crush them. This is continued fallout from the recent steered cyclonic rotations of Ian and Nicole. Search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes to view that technology, hurricane manipulation, which the U.S. military has been engaged in for 75 years, since 1947. Here's the headline. OJ prices, orange juice, are rising. Florida orange juice production expected to fall to lowest level in over 80 years. From that report, the combination of extreme weather and a disease impacting citrus fruit. And again, the disease factor. When you have toxic rain falling and it kills beneficial microbiome, very non-beneficial elements then take control, much like taking antibiotics in the human body, fungal infections ensue. Same scenario. They're slaughtering soil microbiome around the world with toxic rain, literally. So the report continues, and a disease-impacting citrus fruit is expected to drive down Florida's orange juice crop to its lowest level since before World War II, shrinking the state's already dwindling supply and promising to send orange juice prices much higher. About the planetary meltdown, which climate engineering is making far worse overall, not better. Again, sensationalized flash freeze chemical cloud seeding cooldowns at the cost of an even more damaged planet. And here's some of that damage that too few are willing to report on because it challenges what they've adopted as their preferred narrative. 
This trend must change. Conclusions must be based on verifiable data, not ideology, preconception, bias, or special interest disinformation. Next new headline this week from phys.org and other sources. Greenland's glaciers might be melting 100 times as fast as previously thought. How many times on this broadcast have I stated and for the last decade and a half that it's not as bad as we're being told? It's exponentially worse than we're being told. And that's a primary aspect of climate engineering, to confuse and divide the population as to the true state of planetary meltdown until the last possible moment. There can be no legitimate discussion about the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering insanity. And if anybody puts out any conclusion about climate, again, from any perspective, that doesn't include the climate engineering operations that is not a legitimate discussion or a legitimate source of information. Not 10 times worse about the glacier meltdown, not 20 or 30 or 40 or 50 times worse, 100 times as fast. We are in a runaway climate collapse scenario right now. It is a non-linear equation. It's as non-linear as it could possibly be. About 50 feedback loops in full swing right now. It's a runaway event now. In regard to the ice and the cryosphere, which is the Earth's ice deposits, what I'm asking people to do, not to believe me or anyone else, please believe what you see with your own eyes. Please take the time to search and view an internationally award-winning film called Chasing Ice. It was actually done about 14 years ago. The situation is far worse now. But view that film, non-political, simply film footage that is beyond shocking what we're not being told and what climate engineering is attempting to hide and making it worse in the process. Total planetary meltdown, ozone layer collapse, die off of the entire web of life, masked for the moment, at least in some regions, by the climate engineering insanity and the winter weather mayhem they're creating just in time for Christmas. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast, installment number 384, December 17th, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Florida, Texas, two stations in San Francisco, Sacramento, San Diego, two Colorado stations including Denver, Portland, Phoenix, Pittsburgh, Santa Cruz, San Bernardino, Washington State, Alabama, New York State, two stations in the far north of California, and North and South Carolina. Geoengineeringwatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us to expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. If you're on our email list, please put us on your email contact book so that our mail outs don't go to the spam files. Please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary, The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities, now with over 1 million views on YouTube. The best way to share is by circulating the direct link to the dimming by email directly from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. When viewing our YouTube of the dimming or Global Alert News or any other geoengineering watch video on YouTube, please subscribe, share, and comment, all of which helps us to circulate critically important data to a much wider audience. About reaching those that still are not aware of climate engineering, geoengineering watch awareness raising materials can be found on our homepage. 
Our only goal is to provide activists what they need to move this fight forward effectively and efficiently. There's very high quality printed materials and just added climate engineering conversation starters. Our geoengineering watch shirts, very high quality four color images on both sides of the shirt, scannable business cards and bumper stickers, all effective tools to help strike up a conversation on the climate engineering issue. Waking the masses to the climate engineering onslaught is the great imperative of our time. If we can expose it, we can stop it from the inside out as we awaken our military brothers and sisters to what they're participating in, their own demise and ours. They're being told they're doing something for the greater good, which couldn't be further from the truth. If you want to share a picture with a Geoengineering Watch t-shirt or soon-to-be-available hoodies later this month, perhaps at a gym, farmer's market, or busy street downtown, etc., please send your photo to us so that we can post it as part of our activist compilation, which is now part of our materials page. The images encourage others to make their voices heard in this all-important battle to sound the alarm. Speaking of which, forgive me for continuing to beat the drum still more on the coming engineered Christmas cooldown for the U.S. This core aspect of climate engineering operations must be recognized and acknowledged if we're to have any chance of exposing and halting the weather warfare. Over the next 10 to 14 days, portions of the North American continent from Alaska to the central and eastern U.S., will be the most anomalously cool regions in the entire world. For the last 10 years in a row, the eastern half of the U.S. has been the most anomalously less warm region in the entire world. This is not nature. It's climate engineering. The U.S. military is bigger than the next 10 biggest militaries combined. It's well within their capability to keep the majority of the U.S. population, which lives in the eastern half of the country, confused and divided as to the true state of unfolding climate collapse until the last possible moment. Stop the herd from panicking, especially when much of that herd is heavily armed. This week from NewScientist.com, the Arctic and the Antarctic saw record warmth and ice melt in 2022. The sea ice around Antarctica shrank to the smallest area ever recorded in early 2022, and there were exceptionally high temperatures at both poles. Warm, wet air in the Antarctic continent has been more frequent in recent years. Again, there are so many factors accelerating the meltdown of the cryosphere. It would take me hours to cover them all. Ice lakes forming on the top of glaciers that then drain through what's called a moulin to the base of the glacier, lubricating the glacier between the glacier and the bedrock, which causes it to slide off the landmass much more rapidly. That's happening all over the globe. That's one example. This week from CNBC, the Arctic is getting warmer and stormier as ship traffic increases due to melting ice. Next headline, same theme. This one from marineinsight.org. Reduced ice, increased shipping noise impacts Arctic marine life. So if all this is true, why are some who claim to be against climate engineering operations, pushing the exact narrative that the climate engineers and the controllers want, that polar sea ice is actually increasing and has been, some say for 10 years, which is a blatant lie. Again, such a narrative is exactly what big oil and the climate engineers want, along with their controller puppet masters. What's fueling this narrative? Listen carefully. This is important. All official sources are now considering any regions of Arctic Ocean that contains at least 15% of slush on it or more 
to be actual sea ice pack, which of course it is not. 15% sea ice or broken slush is still 85% ocean. That isn't sea ice. Next, what's the bottom line factor in regard to polar sea ice? The volume, the mass, which is for the record at record low levels in both polar zones, the Arctic and the Antarctic. Further, covert climate engineering operations and sea surface chemical ice nucleation dispersions are radically skewing all the polar ice calculations. Geoengineeringwatch.org has captured shocking satellite images that reveal the sea surface ice nucleation signatures. They look like chemical spill patterns because, in fact, that's what they are. Search this geoengineeringwatch.org report title. What are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. You might need to add the geoengineering watch term in front of the title to find the report as social media sources are trying to ghost ban our data. Again, what are the climate engineers doing in the Arctic? Astounding images and dead scientists. Here's more of what's actually occurring in the polar regions between the on and off engineered cooldowns. Next from APnews.com. December serving up baked Alaska and warming most of Arctic. Much of the Arctic is in a burst of freak December warming, which is now transitioning to a flash chemical ice nucleation cooldown. Same thing happening in Siberia with another superpower and their massive military machine. From CNN this week, hotter, rainier, wetter, climate change is dramatically transforming the Arctic, report finds. For those that aren't clear on why this is so much of a problem, massive methane hydrate and clathrate deposits are thawing and releasing, entering the atmosphere. Methane over a 10-year time horizon, 120 times more potent than CO2 as a greenhouse gas. Climate engineering making all of this scenario worse. If you want to see just how dramatic the methane explosions from the tundra are search siberian methane craters the images will shock you to the marrow and this is occurring on the arctic seafloor on a scale 10 times bigger take a look next from the anchorage daily news anchorage breaks annual precipitation record with combination of summer rain and recent snow the climate engineers need Abundant precipitation for chemical ice nucleation operations because these operations dry up much of that precipitation, so they need an excess. And that's why some areas are ending up with abundant snow while other areas go without any precipitation whatsoever. This report says this year just officially became the wettest on record for Anchorage. New from CBC Canada, that's Canadian mainstream media, the world's permafrost, just mentioned that, is rapidly thawing and that's a big climate change problem. Again, the methane monster is being let loose. This is an existential threat for all of us. There's enough methane, hydrate, and clathrate deposit in the Arctic alone to turn this planet into a true sister to Venus. Many think this is absolutely impossible. They think that there's some magic thermostat on the planet that you can do whatever you want to it without the ultimate consequence, and that simply isn't true. The human race taken as a whole, has laid waste to our formerly thriving planet in the geologic blink of an eye. Industrialized, militarized, so-called civilization is an exercise in near-term self-extermination with climate engineering at the top of the list. New from CBS News, dying and dead seabirds on Alaska coast expose growing threats of climate change. CBS then says, quote, the food chain is also changing rapidly. 
Now, let's correct that last statement from CBS News. The food chain isn't just changing rapidly. It's, in fact, completely collapsing. When the oceans die, we will die with them. And that's the trajectory we are on. Next cheery headline from multiple sources. Climate change could make Washington streams too hot for fish, report shows. Too late. There's no could, may, might in this equation. It's already occurring. The beautiful native trout that once existed in a formerly pristine stream that actually starts on my habitat preserve are all gone, all dead. The water that does flow is, in the summer months now, too warm and choked off with moss and algae. From multiple sources, similar theme, climate change is turning lakes brown. What happens then? Fish and all aquatic life is all too often dying off in rapidly heating and deoxygenating bodies of water around the world, including our oceans, as I already stated. How fast is the web of life dying? Far faster than any official source is willing to state. New from BBC, biodiversity. What is a mass extinction and are we causing one? Question mark. Again, from BBC. That report states, scientists say life on Earth could be in trouble again, with some even saying we could be entering a sixth mass extinction. They then say, could we really be on track to lose most of life on Earth? Question mark. I'll take a moment to answer that question from the BBC. An honest answer. An answer that few are willing to accept. No, we're not on track to lose most life on Earth. We're on track to lose all life on Earth. The human race must completely change course or we're done. How obvious can that be at this point? Opening the COP15 conference, again, that's the biodiversity conference that started two weeks ago. I believe it's winding up this weekend. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres stated, Around the world, for hundreds of years, we have conducted a cacophony of chaos played with instruments of destruction. How true can that be? I hope Antonio Guterres and many more in the circles of so-called science stand up, band together, and tell the truth about the single greatest instrument of destruction of all, climate intervention operations. And for the record, the COP15 Global Biodiversity Conference has had almost zero U.S. media coverage. Too busy watching scripted political idiocy on all of those channels. The Chinese news covered it ten times more than U.S. media. What an incredibly sad fact that is. And worse still, most of the U.S. population never even noticed. Too preoccupied with football games and holiday shopping. Is this the last Walmart Christmas? It would seem likely. As nature dies, so does our food supply. From InsideClimateNews.org this week, climate change is driving millions to the precipice of a raging food catastrophe. I mentioned the record drought in Africa. Here's another new headline on that subject. In the Horn of Africa, a climate change-induced drought is exposing cracks in the global food system. First, No, it's not a climate change-induced drought. It's a climate engineering-induced drought. Satellite imagery proves this, just like off the coast of California. And no, it's not cracks in the food system. It's unfolding collapse. Hang on. Challenges, as of yet unimaginable to most, are nearly upon us. 
From Arctic News, this report from this week, the IPCC's deceit betrays the very scientific basis it was supposed to reflect. The IPCC is the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. It's the largest scientific panel ever created on any subject in human history. And about the deceit, yes, it's true. The IPCC is intended to mask the severity of what's unfolding and to deny climate engineering. And the Arctic News Research Group deceit does the same by pretending that climate engineering isn't actually raging in skies all over the world. Both groups, the IPCC and Arctic News, push climate engineering as a viable way to mitigate the unfolding and accelerating climate collapse scenario. Here's my question for both organizations. After 75 years of climate engineering, a.k.a. toxic weather warfare, does it seem like it's working yet? The ongoing denial and deception from the so-called climate science community is truly mind-bending. It's criminal. We can't know what the true current state of the climate is or will be unless or until every form of climate intervention is completely halted. How can there be any rational argument of that statement? Answer, there can't. Any source site, or individual that addresses the state of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the climate engineering factor and all that it entails, including the frequency transmissions. If they don't address all of this, they are not presenting valid information or a valid conclusion. To rephrase this, there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate from any perspective without first and foremost addressing the ongoing global climate engineering operations. For the record, the planet is currently heating at the thermal energy equivalent rate of seven Hiroshima bombs per second. That's the heat energy contained in seven Hiroshima bombs per second every single day. You can consider whatever you want to be the source, but that's the mathematical, statistical reality. That heat has gone to the oceans. Much of it has gone to the oceans. The oceans are now superheating and terrestrial zones will soon follow. Climate collapse is making climate collapse exponentially worse. No, I didn't misspeak. Climate collapse is making climate collapse exponentially worse. What's that mean? It means that feedback loops are in play. As methane releases, and I mentioned that earlier in this broadcast, it migrates into the atmosphere, starts to cover the planet like a layer of glass, creating more heat which creates even more methane release, which creates even more heat. And that's what I'm saying in the statement I just made. And there's about 50 of that type of feedback loop already activated. We are in a runaway climate collapse scenario right now. Climate engineering making it far worse, not better. So many self-proclaimed science sources are actually acting as climate engineering cover-up entities. Such so-called science sources tell us that we should expect radical flash-freeze cool-down weather events as a symptom of runaway global warming. And this narrative is nothing more than the official cover-up of climate intervention operations and chemical ice-nucleating cloud-seeding winter weather events. Jet stream manipulation and atmospheric pressure zone manipulation is a part of engineered winter weather events that the power structure controlled mainstream media sensationalizes as much as they possibly can. Doing so fuels the ongoing confusion and division in the population in regard to the true severity of damage already done to the climate system and also covers the tracks of the climate engineering insanity. 
Final headline from ABC Australia. It's the elephant in the room. Can we grow the economy without destroying nature? Question mark. This is a very long and detailed report. To save time, I'll get right to the answer to this question. No. It's impossible to perpetually grow any economy with existing technology without destroying nature in the process. How unbelievably simple and straightforward can this equation possibly be? When the crime syndicates masquerading as legitimate governments tell us that the global domestic product is going up because of extractive industries like logging, mining, fishing, drilling for oil, etc., what aren't they telling us? What aren't they including in the equation? Again, I ask, how obvious can that answer be? They aren't telling us, they aren't considering, they aren't calculating in the equation that for every single quarter of so-called economic growth with the current paradigm, we have less trees, we have less fish, we have less deposits to mine, and less oil to drill for. And when there's nothing left to extract, or when extraction becomes too energy intensive to be profitable, or even feasible, the party's over. And all the while, the climate engineering insanity rages on in our skies. As a species, the human race, taken as a whole, have dug our own graves, so to speak, with the vast majority blindly believing that the ruthless plundering of the natural world could continue forever without consequence. No, that's not how it works. The temporary profiteering of a select few will soon come at the ultimate cost for all of us. Chaos, carnage, and conflict is coming at blinding speed. It's already unfolding in numerous countries around the world. What would happen if standing armies all over the world summoned the intellect and courage to stand down, to refuse to fight? Would our problems be over? No, not at all. But we would be more human, more of what we were meant to be. I harbor no delusions. I fully realize that many or most will cling to their denial and delusion until their last dying breath. But whatever others do or don't do, each of us holds the power to be different, to be better, to be what we were meant to be, a part of the cure and not the disease. There's great and unshakable solace in holding steadfastly to this path. Our will, our honor, our virtue belongs to each of us alone. It cannot be taken ever, only abandoned, which we must never do foundational points to ponder at this most critical crossroad in the existence of our species, indeed, of life on Earth. If the awakened stand together and march together, we may yet accomplish profound good even at this late hour. Check the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details on how you can help to move this fight forward. Please make your voice heard. Make every day count. Until next week, This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.